Hello, the internet, and welcome to season 220, episode 2 of The Daily Zeitgeist! Yeah! It's a production of iHeartRadio. This is a podcast where we take a deep dive into America's shared consciousness, mm-hmm. and it is Wednesday, January 19th. 2022, which of course means that it is National Popcorn Day. Oh, love popcorn. Love a popcorn. Mm-hmm. Just one, though. <laughs> one and done. One and done. But screw all that uh, full bag night stuff. Yeah. Oh, yeah. man. I almost ate a whole bag of like popcornopolis popcorn that I got at the supermarket. <sighs> and I, uh, her Majesty was looking at me like, well, you are you are you joking with me or are you or yourself at this point? You're eating so much popcorn, like it's so good. It's honey and butter. I don't know why I didn't I think know. of this sooner. That shit, the, the zebra or whatever, the one with the chocolate. Oh, so good. come on now. I mean, that's just candy. That's just yes. candy. That's not. It tastes just like candy. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, my name is Jack O'Brien, aka. I'm gonna drink pee again. My throat has got a scratchy feeling. Not gonna get vaxxed, my friend. You know I'm not a fool. Shoulda known better than to pee and flush and waste this pee that I've been given. You know I'm gonna drink pee again. And you should drink pee too. That is courtesy of Suburban Panic Attack. And just my general self-care habits these mm-hmm. days. And I'm thrilled to be joined, as always, by my co-host, Mr. Miles Gray. And darling, I lost all our savings on NFTs. Yeah. But baby, the market completely fell. God, please don't leave. I'm just thinking about how people stay in love. Babe, I'm begging. Please stay. Uh, shout out to Christy Yamaguchi, man, for that just wonderful Ed Sheeran-inspired uh, NFT tribute. Because, yes, I, I I don't know if you've hacked my text messages, but I, I may have lost all of my savings on NFTs. Yeah, man. Which one was it? This one, the you remember the basketball player Popeye Jones? <laughs> so I bought his whole set just out the gate. I dropped sixteen thousand dollars on it, his and I am whole upside set? down on these Popeye Jones NFTs, man. You released an entire universe of NFTs, yeah. not just huh? Forty-two different tokens, man. Popeye Jones. So basically, I gave Popeye Jones sixteen thousand dollars, and he's not giving giving any of it back. So. <laughs> You just do what you want, Popeye. You yeah. have a six. You have you casually have sixteen thousand dollars. Not well, anymore. I, look, look, I'm a, look, I'm gonna be real. Ever I'm since we're mad. being real, sorry, I, y'all I'll haven't even why. introduced me yet. I said, yeah, I know. Yeah, no, this is that. <laughs> this Ever is, is you know, coming for our heads today. This is how you get there. You have to tell your parents you need all kinds of medical procedures, like like oh my knee, man, I need to go see an orthopedic surgeon, <laughs> and then like they don't take my insurance, and you slowly start siphoning mm-hmm. the money around from other people. And then you get to $16,000 and then you give it to Popeye Jones. Man. Yeah, yeah. Maybe that's get what a... I should do with all my top surge money. <laughs> 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 but if I invest now, I can get 18 top surgeries. Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, Multiple Miles. iterations. <laughs> anyway, I'm coming for you, Ronald Jerome Jones. Is that Popeye? Mm-hmm. Miles, we, yeah, Popeye, is, is it a coincidence that you gave all your money to someone named Popeye on Popcorn Day or that this was just a build up? This, this, yeah, a, this was this was a kind of a long time coming. Got it. Yeah. 
Well, Miles, we're thrilled to be joining our third seat by someone who has told us both to shut the fuck up more times uh, <laughs> than most guests yeah. uh, by this point uh, in the recording. We we had to edit them out, but and been whoo. with both our moms, yeah, twice. <laughs> <laughs> she held my hand after. Ew, oh my what? god! <laughs> Ever <We're> intimate. <laughs> Uh, Bully. I'm so sorry. <laughs> they are a hilarious and acclaimed mm. comedian, actor, and podcast host mm-hmm. uh, who you know from Team Coco's Meet the Staff and the movie The Feels. That's one of your favorite guests, one of our favorite guests, the brilliant and talented Ever Maynard! It was so nice to be here before I canceled myself. <laughs> <laughs> Man, we're just that, that pre show energy, you know? <laughs> I was a lot mad before I uh, fact-checked your claims with my mom, and she was like, yeah. Go ahead, fact-check them. true. Yeah. <laughs> fact-check Fact. Ever, Ever is a generous lover. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what was good, good ever. Was good. Was I was mean, pop. gosh. I Well, I really am. I leave, and well, this comes out on the 19th, so yeah. I, I by then I'll be having top surgery in nine days. Okay. So wow. I know I can't, I can't Congratulations. wait. Thank you so much. But yeah. lately my days have been consisting. Uh, y'all know, y'all remember that movie like Cockadoodle Doo where the rooster had like a little guitar. I don't know what the fuck the name was. It was like chirp chirp. Like, and the rooster wanted to be like a rock star. <laughs> okay. Oh, okay. Oh, rooster rock star. Basically was, I've just been it was like. It's called walk- rock out with your cock out, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Seven. <laughs> is it rockadoodle do yeah, rockadoodle yeah rockadoodle more like cockadoodle there we go what i'm sorry i've been alone i live alone now it's unhealthy um but yeah i've just been strutting around the apartment like honestly like popeye or like spongebob just being like yeah i've been okay i don't know if we're supposed to get to this yet about search histories but um i've been watching a lot of yeah. Um, pec workout videos mm-hmm. nice to, yeah but it's also like the most toxic dudes like right. this guy <laughs> just being like you grip the two plates pussies and you know it's like, right. it's like okay <laughs> yeah, and then in between ex- every time you press out just say your fucking stepdad's name fucking Stuart <laughs> and then came in for a breath like yeah. what the f- Stuart damn what is you want shit? And then sometimes they refer to their pecs as titties. And I'm like, this is interesting. <laughs> right. I was like, what is this? All right. Then you weren't Yeah, the, I remember. There's, there are ones, like, they always, I, the thumbnails are always like, this is the fucking secret to yeah. get your pecs fucking carved. And then it's always just like, I don't know, do the, do the same workout everyone else is saying. But, like, some people are just like, because my muscles are more apparent, this will be a better sort of marketing job for you to click mm-hmm. the thumbnail. Right. It's always I've, diamond push-ups. And I'm like, I don't have that strength. Get those wide grip, you know, those flies. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, uh, there no. you're talking about tries, which are Dive for bombers. Uh, oh, maybe, yeah. yeah. Maybe I was giving the wrong advice. Yeah, you got to yeah. go wide for the for the pecs. Yeah, t- yeah speaking of two Your guys. Your mom goes the... wide for the pecs. <laughs> 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 yeah, two guys with the the most developed chests in the podcast yeah. game. Yeah, oh, no. people come for the weightlifting <laughs> tips. <laughs> it's wild though because like you hear you hear people who are otherwise you know 
not toxic when like there's only one way to talk about like that weightlifting shit. I feel like that they will just slide into the yeah. So you want to get a good pump going and you want to like get real defined tonage just and squeeze on top. Just like squeeze. immediately. I don't know if it's in my head, but I'm immediately like taken back to you know every Bad. shitty gym teacher or you know trainer that I've ever hung out with, uh, also- which is a lot. I hang yeah. out with mostly trainers. <laughs> yeah, what are you gym doing teachers? just hanging out? <laughs> so crazy. Kind of my. Uh, They're stuff. all veiny too. That's another vascularity. Like, yeah. just dehydrated. I'm like, you're drinking too much salt, bud. Yeah. <laughs> that low body fat, man. Just, just got veins on my abs, bro. Yeah. Nah, I'm good. Yeah. All right. Well, ever. Mm-hmm. We're so going to get to know you to. a little bit better in a moment. Yeah. <laughs> I think your listeners know me. We're gonna yeah, get but even better. They're <laughs> okay, gonna, here we go. Better maybe than they even want to, but right. they're going to get to know you real well. <laughs> and uh, before we get to that, though, let's talk about a few of the things we're talking about. Miles, in this headline, you said my prayers were kind of answered with this new ITV doc. Basically, people are starting to dig into the world behind the world of Prince Andrew and it is so much sadder than, like, I expected it to be sad, yeah. but it's uh, devastating. So some of the <laughs> shit, <laughs> like, emotionally devastating, just yeah. like the, the reality of what this grown man's life was uh, right. with, with regards to having his uh, so- soft animals. Is that what they're called? Soft stuffies. I stuffies. think is what we call them these days. Yeah. And it like even in fact, like, because, you know, I have a three-year-old and a five-year-old who have stuffed animals and now I feel weird about that. Like, oh, like Prince Andrew has get tainted rid of those. the concept. Yeah. We'll, yeah. we'll ruin stuffed we'll get, animals yeah. for everyone. So we'll talk about that. We'll talk about whether Trumpism can continue without Trump and, you know, the Trump v. DeSantis feud that is continuing to, you know, royal the worlds of not that royal that we're talking about in the first story. Right. But yeah, people are, people are upset. They don't know what to do. It's a, it's a mess in mad yeah, world. Just, yeah. Who, who ends up on top and like, what even is the metric for Trumpism? I think is kind of what this feud sort of brings to the surface. I think ever would say that my mom ends up on top. Would be, yeah, I guess, trying to keep but, my mouth yeah. shut, but I was when, like, "You guys are you doing said, some business. You guys are doing some ever, business work." When you said like, ever, we're gonna get to know you better in a minute. I could have swore I saw ever fight back. Like, got to know your mom real good. I, know, I, thought, I was like, yeah. just, no, just, are, just get through. We're the on pins intro. and needles. Ever, we're just <laughs> yeah. on pins and needles constantly. Like, when's it coming? <laughs> don't, <What>? don't, don't, don't. <laughs> <laughs> We might get to some crypto bros who spent $3 million on a Dune book. <laughs> what? Uh, I feel better now about the to, Popeye Jones. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then uh, and then it is uh, the episode where we're going to do Anna's Streaming Corner streaming about corner. Yellow Jackets. It's, I can't uh, you know, last episode of season one of Yellow Jackets went last night, two nights ago, I guess. Yeah. Three nights ago, actually. I just watched it last night, and so we're going to talk about it, even if you haven't watched it, if you don't mind spoilers, ever has not watched it, and, you know. Or only saw the first episode, right? Mm-hmm. I yeah. saw the first episode. Cause it okay, was so enough free. to be thoroughly confused and just <laughs> drawn in by this conversation. Yeah, I like it. Yeah, yeah. All of that, plenty more, but first ever, we do like to ask our guests, is there anything in your search history besides Peck videos? Yeah, actually... I've been 
reading a lot of like gender studies and like LGBTQ history books. So Mm -hmm. it's like that videos about with Susan Stryker and um, also just research in Ford Broncos. (laughs) So I ordered one in 2020. I was going to say, this has been, yeah, (laughs) talk about a saga. Oh, and then CJ Toledano got one, right? Wasn't this? Were yeah, we CJ talking got about the, this? Yes. And I'm like, how the fuck? And then now <laughs> my friend got theirs, showed up to my house last. I was pit. I was ha- I'm happy for them, but I'm like seething with jealousy. I'm just right. like, cool. I'm so glad you got yours. And then, you know, whatever. I don't know. Oh, so I've cool. been like. This is the LT package? Great. <laughs> oh, <laughs> seats are so comfortable. I've been on like Reddit forums being like, I've got this code for my Ford Bronco. What does it mean? And they're like, right. stay out. <laughs> 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 <Not really. laughs> is it a, a classic Ford Bronco? I think you told us before. No, it's the, the new brand one. new one. The brand new Ford Bronco. Yeah. And I can't even get that one out. Well, it's got, first there was a chip shortage and then they couldn't get the roofs right. So everything's on back order. And then when, when there is one on the lot, most likely it's a soft top and I was like I don't have a garage but now they're selling it for like 60,000 95,000 oh my wow. god this is That's a I... $30,000 truck what's your evolution with you know getting into the Bronco like did you used to have like back in the day did your family ever have like we... that Bronco or it's always a car you were into because of OJ or what, what was it honestly OJ is a is a big inspiration um shout out to OJ shout out to the families of OJ <laughs> shout out to the Goldman family yeah. no I've always loved like classic trucks and I think I was about to buy like an 80s like I was like I'll never have money for a house in Los Angeles so why not get like a classic live in truck? a Bronco yeah why not live in a Bronco <laughs> but then I was like oh maybe I should actually just get top surgery and spend whatever money I was gonna get on a truck on that but growing up we had like I had like classic trucks throughout mm-hmm. like high school and I say classic now because we were poor and right. uh that was the only thing available but I had like a 67 Ford short bed short bed with like a factory installed gun rack so oh, damn. yeah it was I just hung my backpack on it but looking back yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> pretty fucked up <laughs> damn. beep beep <laughs> it's a good you, you went to high school in texas yeah so yeah. they were like okay, okay. <laughs> right well remember when <laughs> y'all remember when columbine hit mm-hmm. <laughs> 420 420 1969 420 hit different that year. <laughs> yeah <laughs> well that's when like we would have like cops come in oh something's going on in the hood i don't know if y'all can hear the helicopters Mm-mm. but that's when we had like cops come in and like gun sniffing dogs and then everybody got pulled out of class because most of the kids <laughs> went like dove hunting or deer hunting before right. school right so, they were just covered in gunpowder and everyone right. was Residue. like shaking <laughs> right they're like swab his hands for some gunshot residue. <laughs> it's like we all we all just casually we all shoot have guns. Yeah. You know this, anyways. You're my it's dad. Complicated. Yeah, <laughs> you gave me the gun. Um, but yeah, I just I don't know. I've always wanted a truck, and mm-hmm. you know, now I I drive a Prius, and it just you know. Yeah, now you're hard right. to feel tough when it's like. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Is that was that you putting it in drive? <laughs> yes. Yep. I know that sound. <laughs> 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 
<laughs> now you want that like flow. Now you can put flow masters on. I'm your ready shit to like, spend <clears throat> a lot of money on gas. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, fill her up. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> what? I'm so sorry. I pulled out a gun. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So yeah, um, harder to sneak up on people. Not that you'll need to, because you can just run run them down. And why would I want to sneak up? Right. <laughs> what? Yeah. I'm so sorry, guys. <laughs> I again have just. It's been a long four day weekend. No, three yeah. day weekend. Who cares? I live yeah. alone now. I'm not used to it. I'm getting more used to it. And when I don't talk out loud, I was like, yeah, I get to talk. And then it's just like, Shh, guns, tits, your mom, fuck. <laughs> Bronco. <laughs> Whoa. Ever. I've just Love been it. taking, you know, like pre, pre-workout pre supplements, morning, right. noon, and night. I'm just like, ah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't, it's funny you mentioned that. I, I used to date somebody when I was like in high school or like or just getting out of high school who had like an early Prius and like she would, that's how she would sneak out of her house. Like she was always like, it's the best. Like they never yeah. hear when I get home or leave. And I was like, okay, that's kind of, oh, put it I, in that EV that. mode. It- yeah, exactly. Just to get out. And you're like, <laughs> that's how I have to sneak out on your mom. Sometimes there we go. Bring it back. Bring it back. You're leaving. You, there you like, are. Such yep. an effective uh, and sneaky <laughs> lover. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> what's something you think is overrated honestly wordle because i'm bad at spelling so mm-hmm. i refuse to play it i'm an idiot you know like i'm trying to figure out how to spell exercise and it's like excisors exercisers um so yeah what have y'all been playing exercisers pizza i've been playing yeah i haven't been playing i'm on a six six uh streak whoa i had a six streak lost and back what on that, six what's streak. that mean do you have a six streak i just look up the answer every day and then put it in it's, it's pretty easy actually Wait, what is i'm sorry you're gonna have to explain this to me like i don't play because i don't there's every day there's just a word that yeah, is it's agreed just upon. one word every day and it's five five letters every time and then you just put in a word to start and it tells you which of the letters it tells you if any of the letters in the word you put in are in the final five letter word Mm-hmm. And if the letter you guessed is in the right place, and then you just like kind of go down from there. Oh, interesting. Okay. Yeah. And it also tells you the ones if so by process of elimination, you know, the ones that you guessed were not in the word. And then so that helps. Okay. Yeah. I'm very. What if this is boring. the government's way to be like, we need what are those like cryptologists or. Yeah. You know, yeah. What code breakers. Yeah. <laughs> I'm yeah. sorry, guys. Yeah, no, yeah. You got no, it. You got what it. if You're this is the government? I'm Joe Rogan. <laughs> <laughs> nah, you I'm not playing, playing Wordle, Wordle. Man. <laughs> nah. recruiting you. No, I don't play exactly. Wordle. Yeah. There's definitely, I'd say, a not insignificant portion of the Wordle playing population that has had that fantasy that, like, this is the, they're going to be contacted <laughs> by, like, the secret, like, CIA, like, papal CIA or whatever the fuck Robert Langdon is in, uh, right. <laughs> those what's that nicholas cage what's that nick cage movie american what? treasure u.s treasure <laughs> yeah, something constitutional like that national treasure national treasure national that's national. the one <laughs> so yeah yeah i mean that's look that's what i wake up every morning hoping checking my inbox hoping that the pope has reached out and let me know that they got some word word puzzles to solve yeah <laughs> Latin. I mean, and it should be no, you know, surprise that Wordle also breaks down to Lord, 
weed. Mm-hmm. You know, so damn. I mean, so anyway, look, you can you find be him playing anywhere Wordle, you look. Man. That's pretty good. Yeah, man. You There's no be, L in Word. Yeah, there is. Lord. Actually. Damn. We. Lord, we. <laughs> Damn, dude. All right, Lord, I'm going to church. Lord, we come today. <laughs> my mind. Thank you. That's what I'm saying. Keep it focused We're on Christ. We're reaching out to you. <laughs> Bless us. But Leonardo da Vinci did love word jumbles. That's the one thing we learned from, from uh, the da Vinci code. Is, it's like, yeah. get a life, dude. What are you trying to yeah. prove? Word jumbles. Yeah, yeah. yeah, Leonardo. Okay, Leonardo, we get it. You're a genius. Mm-hmm. Hey, what, but, do something uh, new. Yeah. What's something you think is underrated? Oh, shit. I really did think I had a really good underrated one. But again, I think just talking out loud is really underrated, guys, and, and carving out time to call your mom. Both um, <laughs> of your moms, as well as my own mom. Like, this is unhealthy. I'm like, oh, I'm really enjoying this conversation. And it's like, wait, I'm a part of this conversation. <laughs> wait, so, wait, are, 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 mm-hmm. catch me up on what your last four days, like, are you, like, almost like an ascetic, like a monk, where you No, are like, too- I, I hang out. I, you know, like, right. I see friends and then the chat, and then it's like, oh, it's real. It gets real quiet. I read a lot. I've uh-huh. never, like, lived alone as an adult. Right. From, like, I don't know, when I was, like, 25. Until yeah, yeah. Recently, I was always either living with, like, a partner or a roommate, and now I'm, like, right. at first it was fun. It was, like, Home Alone or, like, whatever movie Risky that. Risky business. Ris- and I was, like, yeah. And then now I'm, like, <clears throat> I guess I'll. <laughs> yeah, you're, like, your mom. <laughs> yeah, it's, like, I <laughs> guess I'll. I speak to <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I guess I'll sneak into your mom's house. Maybe she'll make me some breakfast. <laughs> you know what? I'm making your mother breakfast this week. There we That's go. Real That's real nice. Right. There you go. Yeah. So then I just dust. Been right now. I just can't stop dusting. I'm like, wow. well, I better dust. <laughs> 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 I'm gonna spend an hour okay. dusting, and then after that, I guess I'll sweep. <laughs> there it is. Okay. I don't know. Just been. Uh, I'm also. I think that also like has sparked my interest in like learning about mm-hmm. queer history. Because I've yeah. had time to think, and then I was like, "Oh, I like learning this." So, right, mm-hmm. underrated okay. education. <laughs> there it is. Yeah, I mean, I do. It does feel like maybe I'm in a sad place in my life, but I have to tell you that I, I'm actually not sad. I'm just adjusting to living alone. No, Listeners? I don't think that at all. Okay, tight. Yeah. yeah, you seem great. Yeah, yeah, yeah tight. I, well, yeah, I can only imagine too. Like I've never lived solo, dolo. Like I'm the same. It's roommates or a partner every mm-hmm. time. So. But I, I don't know. Do you have siblings? I'm an only child, so I feel like I could um, probably adapt, like ad- adapt to that. But I think also it's I was like I've been like so, sometimes my roommates wouldn't be home, and I was like, why does now feel even more lonely? It's, we're not going out. It's still right. the pandemic, but now I have a young brother. Yeah. We don't talk. <laughs> we we won't bring that up. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's heard, pretty rough. Heard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like. I think I was like, why does it feel so weird? And it's like, oh, you, I used to go to comedy shows every night or like right, hang right. out. And now it's like, I can't because if I go out and I get sick, well, it's, yeah, it's yeah. all my NFT money down the drain. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Did you really spend $16,000 on it? Fuck no. Okay. <laughs> $16,000 on, on Popeye, Popeye Jones. Jones. <laughs> I didn't get the joke and, and I was really worried. I was like. I know. Wow, but then I was I also say things like... so straight faced a lot of the time that I do get tweets where people think I get times if they've never heard the show they're like, 
dude, you really think like Trump was right? And I'm like, yes. <laughs> Did you hear everything else I said on either side of that? Anyway, yeah. but I, I get it. But I was, and it was a compelling story. It does feel like something that would happen. You I mean, <laughs> people are. I wish I knew how to make them because now I'm seeing things like Bill blah 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 from Idaho just made six million dollars. You know, just right making a JPEG. Yeah, <laughs> I'm yeah. sorry, Th- those are few and far between. So yeah. yeah, but like to your point, I mean, with Trump, it's pretty pretty obvious and questionable if somebody thinks that you're uh, your team Trump on on something, but. NFTs, you'll just hear like the most, you know, people who otherwise seem very normal being like, no, but NFTs legit. Like that's the future of money. And like you need to get in the in the game. Yeah. Like my good friend Reese Witherspoon. Have you guys met Reese? (laughs) Are Uh, you prepared for the digital future? Yeah. My soldiers, my crypto warriors, crypto warrior lord. We come to you as your crypto warriors. <laughs> Lord, bless us and anoint us in your mercy as we fight on for crypto supremacy on your behalf, Christ. In the metaverse. I in mean, metaverse. have y'all been yet? <laughs> <laughs> this is how y'all find out I've just been living in the metaverse. Yeah. I'm yeah, like, I'm depressed, <laughs> but I'm living in the metaverse. It's sick, though. <laughs> I could be anybody I want. <laughs> I pretended to be Sam Kinison for 40 minutes and nobody knew. <laughs> nobody knows who that is I anymore. spent $16,000 on the metaverse. I got a great house. <laughs> what is this? The metaverse? You're wearing a beret. <laughs> that was... One of, one of the best uses of a beret, I think. He, he really wore that well. Yeah. Was that because, like, in the 80s, everyone needed, like, a bit? They're like, Sam, you can't just be out there screaming with your long hair. You need a beret also. <laughs> He's yeah, French. In the 80s, he needed he was. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm decent. <laughs> hey, guys, I'm kidding. That's my $16,000 on an NFT joke. Yeah, he's French. I'm kidding. <laughs> like, that's an you had me going there for a second. <laughs> I really uh, did. <laughs> all right, let's take a quick break. We'll be back to talk about Prince Andrew. And we're back. So, little background. Last week... You know, a judge said Prince Andrew was going to be able to stand trial in New York. The queen promptly was like, "We're he's going to be facing those charges as a private citizen and pulled all of his uh, ceremonial military things. Yeah, like best sweater person, most sweat in the Royal Air (laughs) Force or something like that. I think, isn't that silly that they're like, here's like a, I mean, it's just on paper. It's just Mm -hmm. on paper. It's just a paper. It's like, I don't know. I feel like that's kind of a slap in the face. It's like when someone, you know, it's like Hollywood nepotism where like the kid or nephew or niece or some descendant family member of like someone at the top of the company comes in like, yeah, so they're going to be a producer now. Yeah. And they're like, I'm uh, sorry, uh, what? EP, title only, but. Actually, yeah. (laughs) Co-EP, co-EP. Don't bother them. Yeah, yeah. So, So I had said at the time. I would I would love to see a documentary. Somebody needs to get in there and be like, Andy, you need to tell your story mm-hmm. uh, because like what we've seen of him has been 
you know, very, just bumbling and he's been incapable of, you know, behaving as like, like he is going through a, you know, the four day weekend you're, weekend you're describing ever, but like a, an entire lifetime of just being completely cut off from any normal human interaction for his entire lifetime. And apparently, Asking You Shall Receive, ITV started <laughs> dropping a documentary that is way sadder than uh, I had expected when I said I wanted to see this. I know. When I saw the headline, I was like, oh, OK, uh, this might be something Jack might be interested. It's called the ITV documentary is called Ghislaine, Prince Andrew and the Pedophile. Uh, and it's about, you know, his relationship with Maxwell and also suggests that they potentially may have been lovers. But the thing that a lot of people are talking about, just sort of more as it relates to his sort of quirks as a royal baby man, was this, quote, a laminated diagram was kept in a drawer in Andrew's bedroom at Buckingham Palace, showing exactly how his beloved soft toy collection should be arranged, along with cushions emblazoned with words such as daddy, ducks, and prince. So, yes, the placement of the royal dolls was apparently a potential flashpoint for anyone who was working in Buckingham Palace. And this comes from people that worked in the palace. Some point to this one guy, Paul Page, is like having like these other controversies. But the, the story was then, you know, backed up by another person as well. They're saying that it says when the, was he the Duke of York. Is that his? Yes, oh, yeah, yeah, she's yeah. the Duchess of York. So doy. <laughs> yeah, boy, but it says when the DOI, the Duke of York, is staying overnight, place one small teddy and cushion in the turndown. I can't when making do this. the bed, place the teddy and cushion next to the teddy on the left hand side with the necklaces on. <laughs> I don't know what that means, but apparently, you if know they were... what that means. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we all get we know. it. We know. We see you. We've all been there. <laughs> but apparently, if the the shits were out of place, he would, quote, shout and scream. That truly, think about the NDAs in that palace. Like, I've been watching Succession, so Mm -hmm. that's how I've been spending my time. Love that. Bring it back. But also, like, you know when you're like a PA, have y'all ever been a PA, where it's just like the Mm. dumbest shit, and you can't Mm -hmm. say shit because, like, your boss is a nepotized EP or whatever. Right. Mm Mm-hmm. Imagine that, but like arranging the royal dolls. Like, right. You're just like, motherfucker, this piece of shit. And <laughs> I don't know, just that feeling of like, I don't give a fuck. I don't give a fuck that you want. This is how I'm like, I, don't, I can't swear, right? You guys bleep yeah. it out. What? Uh, we just no, talked we... about banging okay. people. Well, moms, now, see, I now think. I'm all in my head. I'm like, fuck <laughs> you. And then fuck this. You guys don't fucking swear, right? Well, just like imagine like being the person like dreading coming into work because you got to like, arrange some fucking dolls or some ding dong's right. gonna like scream it and it's just like just drink the coffee just, if you don't yeah, like right. the coffee just get over it i don't know yeah. like I, you'll die if I'm they don't have the triggered. necklaces on <laughs> yeah i'm being triggered clearly as like a past pa just like not yeah. giving. yeah i don't care what al gore wants like i worked on an al gore yeah. shoot for like it was a 24 hour whatever mm-hmm. yeah he was, he was a nice guy i'll say that but the production but the people group, around them yeah, yeah. That's yeah. that's where you get it. Yeah. I was like slob on my knob, motherfucker. <laughs> like corn on the cob. Check in with and, me and do your job. And guess what, Al? 
It's never going to happen. Your presidential campaign and stopping climate change. Nobody gives Nobody a gives fuck. a fuck about your, about your inconvenient truth, asshole. Yeah, you want an inconvenient here's a, here's an inconvenient yeah. truth for you. Oh, my fucking dick in your mouth. <laughs> All back right. from the back from the wilderness ever attacks. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, just alongside this story, right? Like, yes, Mummy took away his royal medals or whatever the fuck, and you're being like, okay, you're on your own for this one, because as you see, uh, this house, this whole fucking family's already embroiled in so many controversies. Please get this shit away from me. And if that wasn't bad enough. We have also found out that Ghislaine Maxwell has apparently signaled to her lawyers that she is willing to name the eight John Doe's, the people whose names were sealed from that prior case from the 2015 lawsuit that was brought by Virginia Jufre, who that was the one where like part of the sort of settlement for the lawsuit that was actually settled in 2017 just kept these eight names from being put out in the public that they're sealed. Right. Her lawyers are sort of just saying like, well, there's not much point. Like the trial's over. So there's really, you know, she's got nothing less left to lose if, you know, she just wants to come out and have these things unsealed, then that's what we're going to do. Now, the lawyer says, quote, the objections of these eight men amounts to, quote, generalized aversion to embarrassment and negativity that may come from being associated with Epstein and Maxwell. And, quote, this is not enough to keep the information sealed. So when are we going to get to see those names? Um, as soon as Ghislaine Maxwell dies mysteriously. Right. <laughs> I don't know. I, I'm really curious what this means. Like, we were always trying to, you know, we're always curious what other, like, names would be brought to light, like, in a very, you know, pointed way. Not yeah. just, like, looking at flight logs and things like that. So, I don't know. That's, it's very interesting, I think, for people who, who have always been, like, more people need to be brought out into the light so things can be addressed. Yeah. And we'll see. Yeah, as grotesque as like the revelations about this person being like so developmentally stunted that they have the stuffies that they demand. Like that, this is still. It would be one thing if they were kept in the palace to just you know do their own thing, but they were shielded from consequences. But then let left to go out and you know, cause immense amounts of damage. So, it's, yeah. you know, that that is what why a docu-series, you know, where they're like, Andy, tell us the truth, man. They're not going to help you. You got to get your side of the story out there would be valuable, I think, because this is like this is the reality of, of celebrity and royalty and just all and inequality and all this shit. Yeah. Is like, and, and this is natural. What it means to like live in a reality where you've never heard the word no. Right. And quite literally, your wish is some lowly, you know, person's command, like, put the necklaces on the stuffy next to daddy pillow. <laughs> Fuck. I mean, I don't know. Who do, you, who do you guys think these other eight men are going to be, though? <laughs> God, I hope it's just like Donald Trump, Bill you, Clinton, Bill could Gates. Could you imagine, like... Who do you who do you think is going to die in a prison next? Also, do you guys think that he really is dead in a prison or do you think he got away? (laughs) (laughs) I love that version where it's like, no, dude, he's out. He he got out. out. They snuck him out. They're like, we got you, dog. Yeah. No, he's dead. (laughs) He's dead. (laughs) He's dead. He's he's, He's dead. he's, He's died. My guesses are that like 
I, my hope is that there are people that are are such elevated status that it truly I mean it has to be alter like, things the the fact that they are like vaulted and like sealed like has right. to be like you know I don't know get some popcorn national popcorn mm. day shit's about exactly. the fan we'll yeah. see what the judge does though you know and who knows what kind of external forces might be acting on the judge too I but know yeah keep keep your eyes peeled hey guys tune it watch this space watch this pod <laughs> Breaking news. Big news coming soon. Watch this space, guys. Eight names. Dude, it was reported tomorrow. 36 hours ago. Yeah, yeah, I know, but we were talking about it right now. Okay? Yeah, but watch this space. <laughs> but watch it. Watch it. Has anything happened with the juror that they got to claim, like, say all the things that would be necessary to overturn the conviction? Is that still... That, that felt like, okay, they realized oh, you don't need to get to the juror before the the trial you can get to them after and just have it overturned like yeah i haven't was... seen any movement on that yeah. oh that sounds like me in an email hey guys haven't seen any movement on that circling back <laughs> we'll check in later <laughs> i'm sorry we'll check in later where am i at with that retrial <laughs> yeah, All yeah. Right, thanks. hey <laughs> i haven't seen any movement on this so yeah i'll, I'll follow up <laughs> okay quick thought experiment uh-huh. Does Trumpism continue without Trump? What what's going to happen with you know the number one, our number one guy, <laughs> heir to the throne, Ron DeSantis, and Trump feuding? Like, is there a possibility that this just becomes DeSantis's party because Trump has admitted, like, his ego won't let him become an anti-vaxer because he claims that he invented vaccines? I think. Yeah. So. It's, it- the situation is really interesting because we talked about how Trump called him DeSantis gutless for not, you know, saying whether or not he was boosted or vaccinated or whatever. And then a New York Times piece comes out and it's pretty much like, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, there's beef. There's real beef here because Trump basically is saying, like, I took you from obscure guy to a like top gubernatorial candidate when I endorsed you. Now you're governor and you need to defer to me. And it's interesting because if you look at like the conversation around vaccinations and being boosted, Trump, you know, has been fucking booed like multiple times mm-hmm. when he's out loud been like, I got the shot. I've been boosted. And I, I think people should, too. It's a person. And then we were like, like, it's a personal decision. It's a personal decision. It's up to you. It's up to you. But I, I did it for me. Whereas DeSantis almost like, you know, he gave like a gasp show of a speech a couple weeks ago where people were like, is this guy sick with COVID again? Mm. But he again, he won't give people the satisfaction of knowing whether or not he's like a lib that gets vaccines. So it's almost as if like DeSantis is sort of seeing an opportunity where that, okay, if I do, if talking about vaccine efficacy or that it's good gets you booed, then why don't I try and fill that void by still playing, being coy, still talking like you don't need masks or you know, general yeah. precautions and things like that. And I don't know, it, it almost feels like he's gesturing to Trump, too. I mean, like, yo, this guy's slipping, man. Like, he's not even down with the MAGA shit anymore. But anyway, like, we'll see what what space that creates for him. Watch this but I don't space. Know. I mean, watch this space <laughs> watch very this space. closely. He has uh, recently said that backing Trump for president in 2024 is too much to ask after Trump attacked him. So he is not going to do it. He's also been talking shit about Trump behind the scenes and claiming that he's like lost the base or uncharacteristically is uncharacteristically out of step with the hardline elements of his party's base. Right. And then says his biggest regret in office is not having been much louder and speaking out against Trump's pandemic response. 
I feel like he's just trying to reinvent himself to be mm. less MAGA, more moderate. So then he can be like, I've reformed my ways. Guess what? Right. I'm still right. MAGA guy. But I don't know. I think he's I think he's like a narcissistic, manipulative ex, you know, who's always like, yeah. baby, I've changed. Watch. Right. <laughs> look, right. look at this picture. Hey, I'm getting the vaccine. Thinking of you. Yeah, thinking like, of you. The picture. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think the Trump party continues with what marjorie green taylor and then that other woman and this guy i don't know well this about is the thing it's it but no one can quite capture the crowd like donald trump does that's like what's interesting is like he has there is this like weird thing where people he he was able to very quickly alter reality for the base and they're like yep a true. loss is a win i guess that's true but i think what goes along with that too is like that that rally he had in Arizona where he's like, I'm not going to speak on the six. I'm going to have this big rally in Arizona. It seemed like even what he said wasn't new. The crowd wasn't really like that into it. So a lot of people who were there were like, I don't know, man, like this, the hits aren't quite resonating the same. <laughs> like, right. I mean, and what does that mean for him now? And is that creating an opportunity for somebody like, yo, if we're going to keep these fucking ethno nationalists plugged in, like we need to, we need a new album coming out right because now. I don't know <laughs> yeah. if people think Trump's going to get the sophomore jinx or something where he's like, OK, this next time coming back again with like a weaker album. And I yeah. think that's where people see the potential for DeSantis to try and to get in there. But I don't know like what that means if it's DeSantis's version of just what this new form of, you know, conservatism is. Yeah, it'll be interesting because this is the. Least confident I've been that he's going to be the president from 2024 to whenever he dies. So he is running, right? Is that oh, confirmed? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, he's, he's... going to be flanked on both sides in the primary, though, now by DeSantis. And then, you know, not that anybody's going to vote for Mike Pence, but like if Mike if Pence he is, is going to run. Yeah, oh, yeah, I'm not even yeah. paying attention. I feel Those sad. The and then groans. I'm like, Joe Biden, what the yeah. fuck? What the fuck are we doing? We're just I mean, the Wall I mean, Street fuck... Journal just like put out a, put out an article that was like. There's a lot of rumbling that Pence is the one to beat and like he's the uh, leading well, candidate. Is... Could you imagine kissing him? <laughs> thin lips. Thin lip bibs. Yeah. <laughs> Just put two razor blades against your mouth and right. that's what it's like. But he, you know, the, this would be the best chance at Trump not winning in 2028, I, I feel like. Well, is... yeah. And because you think there are people already like Trump. There is, there's a section of QAnon that's like, Trump was using a body double at that rally. <laughs> what? Like, oh well, They're didn't like, Millennia, Melania, oh my God, I can't even remember her name. Millenniums. Millenniums. <laughs> Millenniums <laughs> Trump. Stephen to Melania. Melania. Didn't Melania have a few body doubles? Or like, that there's some rumor. questionable photos, really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Who knows? But I mean, yeah. It, it, but it's just that was Millennium. Yeah, that was, that, that was Willennium, actually. Yeah. <laughs> um, the body devil's name. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, his, uh, like, you know, even then, when you think of, like, the hard hardcore elements of this party, I don't know what you do to get those people. Like, Trump's got to come out and fully embrace some conspiracy theory and be like, exactly, folks, the adrenochrome is flowing on the hill and, like, go there. Or, to your point, ever, like, does it make more sense to be like, I don't know, if you just say you fuck with vaccines, that might bring that might help your polling. But I think we're finding out where where the base is. Are they truly just there for Trump? Is it that they gave them a taste for this, you know, fascist American fantasy and it's going to keep moving forward or what? When I went home for the holidays, 
in like central Texas, I saw like an interesting thing where people either doubled down or they were like, we were wrong. Like right. my mom was like, more people voted for Biden than we thought they would around here. Which was mm. like a crazy thing. And a lot of people have taken down their Trump stuff. Like some of our neighbors have like removed the bumper sticker from the truck. And then on the other hand, people have really amped it up where right. it's like it's Trump 2020, Trump won, Trump, Trump is our president. Like not like a little bit, but like car wrapping, getting their trucks right, right, right. wrapped with like j- just like a Trump tank i don't know how to explain it, right. it was weird yeah. it was like yeah yeah ugh. anyway so well, that's that's, mm. that's always you know that's like those moments you figure out what if you really down with the cult or not you know <laughs> are you gonna are you gonna untether yourself from this fantasy or are you gonna you know let your cognitive dissonance go to fucking forty five thousand, and then you go nope doubling down no nope, yeah. not doing i'm it. not i'm that's, not that's a really i'll double down <laughs> they're like drink your pee then <laughs> I will watch. Watch. No, not in front of me. And I meant like put it in a cup. Not just like straight into your whatever. All right, man. You know what? I do have a bone to pick right quick. (laughs) Okay. This is going to sound like a tangent. But love it. When you were like, I was like, oh, like a hose. You could just pee it in your mouth. And then I remembered, I almost caught my parents' house on fire, right? I don't know if you guys have seen that video. Of you almost catching your parents' house on fire? Yes. So my mom and I were doing this video, and this is completely unrelated, but it did remind me of water hose and all these fuckers coming at me being like, what other kind of hose is there? Bitch, I don't know. Um, I'm so sorry. I've become super aggressive. (laughs) Um, So basically, I found out, okay, I was trying to do this funny video with my mom, and I lit some stuff on fire, and I used gasoline. (laughs) <laughs> and then I thought I'll pour a little more gas to make a big flume, but then I didn't realize that the, the flame would follow up the gas. So I'm running around oh, with, a, no. with a gas tank on fire, oh, panicking, no. and and then like the gas is pouring out, but it's really just like flames more of little gas. Baby flame, yeah. And then I'm catching all the grass on fire, and I'm running around the yard like I'm just like screaming at my mom to get a water hose. And then everyone, all the comments, it's all dudes being like. Darwinism at its finest. You just gotta <laughs> snuff out the gas. What other kind of water? Like all these men right. are taking it personally that I don't right. know what to do with a tank of gas that's on. They're fire. all guys with second degree burns on their face <laughs> and no eyebrows. They're like, you gotta figure it out. <laughs> Seen this a hundred times. Wow, man. and these are registered voters. <laughs> you know, right. like what? Come on, man. <laughs> I made a mistake. <laughs> Why are you taking it personally? Like Get I'm that water hose them. out. Well, you <laughs> yeah. know what. News for them because we have a pee hose. (laughs) Yeah, we got pee hoses over here, Buckaroo. (laughs) I just fill up a poly tank on top of my roof every night. Y'all heard of Camelbacks or Camelback? (laughs) (laughs) This is Pissback. Exactly. Find me. Come find me. Come find me. (laughs) Pissback.com. Totally different website. Last (laughs) thought on the Trump thing is I do wonder. (laughs) 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 Can I get this one? I did say that. Yep. Okay. (laughs) So. I do like the the reason I'm hopeful is not necessarily just the like I think DeSantis will like come in and beat him, but like there's also the fact that Trump prepped for 2016 by like mainlining talk radio from the day that Obama like hurt his feelings right. at the White House press dinner, correspondence dinner, whatever the fuck it is, and like he actually like met people, and I feel like since then he's kind of 
been doing the same thing that all like really rich famous people do where they only see like other rich famous people like i don't feel like he's necessarily doing that same shit like maybe there's something to desantis saying he's like out of touch with the main line shit and then also you have like cognitive decline so like I don't know. A combination of things is making me the most hopeful that it won't be Trump. Not necessarily hopeful for the future of the country. Just at all, some other racist avatar. Yeah, some other racist asshole will come in. Hopefully not more effective. Anyways, we do need to get to Streaming Corner. Let's take a quick okay. break, and we will be right back. And we're back. And we are joined by super producer Anna Hosnier and Ace Biscuits Hosnier uh, was also just in the picture. And we are joined for a very special edition of Anna's Streaming Corner. Streaming Corner. Streaming Corner. We do need to get a theme song for that. We have uh, one. Do we? Yeah, remember? We haven't done it in a while. But... What does it go like? I was like, oh, I think you sang it, right? Anna, you were telling us about Yellow Jackets for a long time. Yep. Finally got on board about five episodes into the season and just blew through them. It was a great, great season of TV, in my opinion. Last two episodes, thought they nailed the landing. But why don't you why don't you bring us in? Why are we doing Yellow Jackets? That's cruel to Laura Lee for you to say they nailed the landing. Well, <laughs> that is... Wasn't my favorite character, so you know. I one thing that I do love. I didn't the care show, for Laura Lee. Wow. <laughs> did not care for Laura Lee. Did not care for basically any plot line that they've got going that I'm like not crazy about. Oh, they, also spoiler alert! Oh yeah, this is gonna be a massive spoiler. Uh, just loads of them, but all the storylines that I was like, oh, this one's kind of dead, or it like feels like kind of whack, like a a non prestige TV show. They like murder those characters. <laughs> like, I don't, I don't know if the the writers' room is just like, yeah, no, this sucks. Let's kill them off, or I don't know. But yeah, so all it's all killer, no filler, as far as I'm concerned. Where where yeah. we're at, they they're they're set for a great second second season. And if for people who don't, you know, maybe are on the fence or haven't seen it, tell bring bring them in, bring them in. Why? And if they because they like spoilers, and if you've already seen it. Prepare to hear why it's already a good show. Yeah, so Yellow Jacket stars Kevin Costner. I'm just joking. What if I just start describing it? <laughs> I would love it if it starred Kevin Costner. Uh, well, you would love Yellowstone, which sucks. Okay, so Yellow Jackets. Please don't get in my mentions about Yellowstone because I would destroy Yellow Jacket. Isn't it like Sopranos kind of just a the same thing or succession? Oh my Yellow Jackets, yeah. Please no, stop. Yellowstone. That's what somebody Ye- yeah, said to me when I jacket. said that Yellow ja- Yellowstone is bullshit. All right, go ahead. Yellow Jackets. So Yellow Jackets, it's about like a championship winning girls soccer team that are like flying to their, I, I believe they're in Jersey. They're flying to Seattle area for a championship. The Nationals. Yeah. National. Yeah. Thank you. 
And their plane crashes in like Canada, basically in the in the forests of Canada, where they're like in very remote. No one can find them. One thing leads to another. They're stranded for 19 months and basically have to within the confines of classic high school. Uh, what is it called when it's like all those things? Hierarchy. Hierarchy. You have to now create a society for yourself. <laughs> I felt you with those hand gestures. This yeah. one, then there's one higher, then yeah. there's one higher. Hierarchy. Yeah. <laughs> so they have to create a hierarchy or within the high school, like hierarchy of like who's cool and who's not. They have to create like a society to survive in the woods until, you know, a rescue team comes basically. Right. Uh, mm-hmm. Which I guess doesn't happen for 19 months. So, yeah, you know, uh, one thing leads to another. <laughs> they have to survive. It's a very fascinating. 100%. Yeah, I mean, it it goes places that like I wasn't expecting and it was such a joy to watch true prestige TV about like things that like I understood as like, you know, at one point I was in fact a teenage girl. Sorry to break it to you, Mm -hmm. but it's just so good. It's great writing. It's thrilling. It's you know, Mm -hmm. I personally don't really like a lot of gore. Or, yeah, I hate gore or anything too scary. But this show, like, I can handle it because the writing was there for me. And as you guys can see behind me, my corkboard with all the red string. Uh, I'm very deep into theories. Yeah. Well, I have a couple of fan theories for you. Right. Okay. And I think the thing that, like, really got me sold on it is that, like, it's also the sort of, like, dual narratives of you're seeing them in 1996, like, as teenagers alongside 25 years later where you're sort of we see the gaps fill in on both sides by watching both sort of storylines play out very very lost type thing yes i mean the casting is incredible yes prestige casting would you say so i have this thing called prestige casting where i tell you what is good casting uh Uh and by good i mean prestige casting and i will never ever tell you my definitions so don't ever ask Mm -hmm. i decide what prestige casting is period and i just the bringing back Juliette Lewis and casting her alongside Christina Ricci, like that in my mind is prestige casting. Look, Melanie Lindsay's getting all the love and she deserve it, deserves it. She's great. But Christina Ricci and Juliette Lewis, queens of the 90s era, coming mm-hmm. back together to be in this show and play truly unwell people who've been traumatized by a plane crash, clearly. Right. And God um, knows what. Yeah. And it's I I just think it's it's just such great casting. And the the work they did to cast the younger versions and the older versions of themselves is also great. Like they got people wearing contacts left and right. You can tell. Yeah. Mm -hmm. To like match them up. I will say one thing I have noticed. Melanie Linsky's voice. It doesn't match up to her younger voice. Why would her voice get less deep? You know, it's like that's not how Mm. aging works. Mm. Maybe, yeah, maybe it's trauma. Yeah, maybe. Some maybe it's not actually. Maybe the Shauna that came out of the woods was not the Shauna that went into the woods. Oh, literally. So you're going there. I'm going there. So all right, it does the the show opens. First, first I do want to ask: Ever you've seen what one One episode? (laughs) I saw the free episode. (laughs) <laughs> right. Perfect. Perfect. Go. All right. So like, buckle well, up and here we go. prepare yourself for all kinds of wild uh, theories. It cold opens like and we watch a character 
fall into a pit of spikes like that it's the middle of the wilderness a character is like being chased and runs into a pit of spikes falls down is killed and then consumed by a bunch of characters in like wolf and like buffalo hide like you know sacramental costumes so my first fan theory uh you guys tell me what you think about this it leads you to believe based on a necklace it never shows the character who's being consumed's face but it leads you to believe based on a necklace that that is this character, Jackie, who's the captain of the team. Mm -hmm. I don't think that was Jackie. Well, okay. (laughs) I'm pretty clear by then. (laughs) Okay. Right, because, like, she dies in the 10th episode. Yeah. (laughs) Which one is Jackie? Is that the one that was like, you can relate, like, the coach is like, come here in the first episode. Yeah, she's the leader. You can do it. And then her friend is cheating on on her. Yeah. one One more fan theory. Okay, go ahead. That altar that we reveal at the end in Thais's house in the secret room Mm -hmm. with the dead dog's head. Mm -hmm. I think that was created by Thaisa. Okay, you know what, Jack? Get out of here. I think Thaisa killed her own dog. No wrong girl allowed to speak on Anna's streaming corner. We are officially removing him from this day. Okay. Okay. First question, serious question I want to ask. It's actually hosted by Miles and Anna now, not Jack. Call the Guardian. Call the Guardian. Uh, First real question is what happened to Javi? Yeah, that's my number one. That was the first thing I Googled. What happened to Javi? Can I give a quick rundown real quick? So throughout the season, a lot happens where it's going back and forth. We're we're cutting through time to see how they basically start to survive in the wilderness, which leads to them having to teach themselves to shoot guns. They find a cabin, an abandoned cabin with a corpse in it. So someone clearly lived there and died. (sighs) They have weapons in there. They take those weapons. Each of them, the strongest shoot. They take turns learning who's the strongest shooter and the two who are the strongest shooter go out and basically hunt deer to feed them. So now they're they're starting to learn how to survive. And then, you okay, know... Okay, ever, ever, yes, question? I rose my hand because how do these fucks even know about parliamentary procedure? This was the 80s, right? The no, early 90s. 90s. Nobody knew anything about parliamentary procedure. I only... No, these kids don't know. Anyways, whatever, they find I mean, a gun. It was an election year, Clinton's second run. <laughs> I think mean, one adult with them who's their... Co- two coaches came through. One coach dies in the crash. And then... Mm-hmm. Um, totally. The other coach is alive, but leg has to be chopped off because it's crushed. Long, ooh, ooh, that's but that is a do they make leg. a do they do they show like a tourniquet? Oh yeah, they show oh, everything. You you <gasps> see how, you see what a leg looks like when no. it's been pinned underneath an aircraft wing. <laughs> you also see it being cauterized. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. This gooey bone. Oh, like. I'm telling you, I've never seen broken like bodies <laughs> like this. No. It was, I remember watching, I literally went like Adam Sandler and Billy Madison. I was Goo! like, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so, like, yeah. So cool. yeah. I shrieked in my home. Yeah. VFX is going to get an Emmy on that. Yeah. There are like really loud shriek parts, and there are also just like very chilling parts. Like all the shit with Lottie and Taisa, like when they cut to her out in the woods doing her dirt thing. Like, those are, like, genuinely haunting moments that, like, gave me chills and made me, like, that, like, stuck, stuck with me. Yeah, so a lot of the characters are obviously traumatized because they just survived a plane crash an hour in the middle of nowhere. They had a black box, but one of the girls played by young Christina Ricci, or, you know, the the Christina Ricci character at a young age destroys the uh, black box because she likes being needed. 
it's almost yeah. it's got like Munchausen vibes in a way, you know. Oh, yeah. She likes the idea that people because she was originally just the team assistant who took care of everybody. And I think she was always kind of like looked down upon in the hierarchy of school. So I think finally her skills are coming into play and all of a sudden she's needed. And I think she is thriving off that and has, you know, of course, now destroyed the chances of these girls getting found and rescued by destroying the black box, which is giving a signal to anyone who would try and right. rescue them. So, you know, Lottie, one of the characters, based on what we're understanding, potentially took some sort of anti, I don't know, some sort of pills that were helping her mental health. That net she has now run out of those pills and is now having visions and potentially, I think, is a medium of sorts. Yeah. Uh, which in the so, early well, 90s, sure. I think her parents thought was just psychosis of some kind and diagnosed it incorrectly. I don't know. That's why I'm going based off the scenes they give us, very brief <laughs> ideas of what goes on in these characters' upbringings. I think that she's actually just a medium, which is why she's able to see these sorts of things about to happen. I think Taisa, who keeps eating dirt while she's sleepwalking, is just having a very aggressive, like, traumatic stress response. Like, I don't I mean, personally, I don't know where the eating dirt comes from, but, like, I mean, she's that's not how you well. win state senate races by sacrificing your dog. Right. With, right. I, so I have theories. I was texting Jack yesterday. I don't really let Jack sleep anymore ever since he started watching Yellow Jackets. He has... <laughs> all my theories and if he doesn't respond yeah. i go to his house and knock on the door <laughs> and i'm like sure. theories. that was also one of the really chilling parts was when i was watching the show and uh there's a knock on my window <laughs> and anna was just hovering outside like, of the room. Like, hello <laughs> Look, it's, the, it's it's the it's shedding its antlers yeah like the vision dirt eating is part of, like there's this uh thing called pika I think, or geo, it's called geophagia, but it is not like a made up thing. It's a thing that right. happens to people when they Sleep. have certain oh. events, say, psychological oh. traumas. Yeah. Okay. I didn't know that. So, but it's, I cre- just, it's scary looking. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Especially when you're crouching down like some sort of creature of the night. You're like, yeah. hey, Tyson, right. what's up, oh, girl? Yeah. Like, what are you up to? Are so you all dirt? you can eat dirt buffet. Okay. So, Okay, going okay. into the end of this season, right, you're, we're, we begin to establish things. One, that Lottie may be alive. Mm. At least her name is evoked, mm-hmm. uh, which is an interesting one and leads people to think, is she... Is she still in the woods alive or is she like... I don't know. She could be out. She could be dead and maybe just some shit spun off from her cult of personality, like where, mm. you know, it's like we, they evoke her name. The other potential thing I think is interesting is like where Misty is in that space because... You know, clearly they were friends in the crash, but Misty is so hard to like predict what her motives are all the time that it's it's a part. I think some people were like, so is she also if Lottie's alive, is she working with Lottie? I don't know. There's just a lot of questions and you, yeah. you realize it warrants many seasons. That's the theory that I found most compelling from like people writing about the finale is that Misty is like at one point they open a scene and Misty's like reading this book and it's like all this occult shit like that if you like Google it, there's like all these, it's like a lot of the stuff that we associate with Lottie, aka the exorcism of Winnie Cooper from the Wonder Years. Like we think of Lottie as like sort of the leader of this, but I think Misty might be 
kind of pulling the strings behind the scenes a little bit. Okay, okay I'm really far behind because I'm I'm also Googling what the character... Oh, Misty is Christina Ricci, who works Christina at Ricci. the... Christina Ricci. Yeah, yeah, who works at... Denver's back. I'm back. Yeah, I had to Google and be like, <laughs> hang on, you're talking about Lottie, you're talking about... Chris. Yeah, Christy, even that little weird-ass character when she was like, I'll polish the balls. Like, yeah, yeah. weird, man. But so yeah. basically, she works as like... she Her whole game this whole season, let me guess, is she pretends like I'm the caretaker, like kind of off to the back, so nobody suspects her. But she's really a freak, like she's a creepy one, or what? Oh, I yeah. mean, yeah, yeah, she is, is she like a dirt eater? Does she become no. one? Nah. Of, uh-uh. no. Does she it's become? Like she, it's somehow she has her shit together. She's almost like Locke from Lost, where it's like, oh, you kind of showed up in a situation that you love. Yeah, you're mm-hmm. like, no, actually, I love it out here. Yeah, in the wilderness of Ontario, <laughs> like that's what I think is interesting about Misty's character. The only thing I could not get past. In the first mm-hmm. episode, the only episode that I've seen Good. of Yellow Jackets, mm-hmm. I watched alone, mm-hmm. you know, the survival show. I yeah. know how long it takes to dry out a carcass. Now, I know how they would have had to have. Ca- how did they know how to make ceremonial masks? Where did they get this? The tools? How did they sew this? Important These are questions. horny high school girls. They don't know. <laughs> they don't know what yeah. they're doing. They're, they're girls from the 90s. Girls from the well, 90s don't know shit. I'm just like talking shit. <laughs> this one. Well, there's one clue that. <laughs> How do they not, know? How would they, they know? How would they skin it? And I'm sorry. I can't get past the the time it right. would take to kill all these animals, dry them out, sew them together. Within 19 months, you've established ritual? Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, I think That's, a lot of that. They, for me, I think dog. a lot of it relies on the fact that they found a cabin that has like a bunch of tools and materials in it. Oh yeah, you did mention that, and then yes, okay. Well, I think they hmm. really rely on that. I of course don't know how long it takes to dry out a carcass because why would that gang let us know? Is that yeah. realistic? So within nineteen months, it, I'm yeah, I guess I don't even know. But I also think a lot of the ritual is established by the fact that Lottie keeps having visions, thus creating like putting her in a position of power because she's able to kind of control these situations and people like look up to her because what else do they have? You know, right. They're paying. And there's yeah. And there's clearly some kind of pre-existing culture, religion because of all these like markings that exist in the place that they crash. So yeah. Before it's like very- when. Like, I think it's in the second episode episode as they're like running around in the aftermath of the crash. You see one of these cult symbols on one of the trees. So there's somebody either, you know, somebody a long time ago or somebody recently who is there who might be helping them along this path. Do y'all think the cannibalism stuff is like kind of a misdirect thing, like where yeah, that may factor into it, but this this whole thing is so much bigger than like, did y'all eat each other out there? Yeah. Or like, yeah. do you think that's going to play a huge part, like narratively? I'm just I'm just thinking of like how important it is to the actual show for just like this thing that you know we speculate on or that's speculated within the show, but you know maybe just a much smaller thing and not necessarily like. I think it's a part of it. I don't think it's all about that. I think the fact right. that like they turned on each other is more important important in that sense of like it's not like someone died you know accidentally and then you ate them because you had no choice it's right right if there is running and there are traps created and a person i saw that trap trap, and the spikes that's Mm -hmm. like that is purposeful that is dang you know that's that there's a darkness in that in itself that it's like oh they're fully oh yeah they were ready it's survival of the fittest if you're gonna be an asshole you're gonna be a little you know like you're gonna be like 
literally bad energy. <laughs> like, right. we'll kill your ass, honey. Yeah, it starts we'll to get towards you. that. Because yeah. this is what it is now. We are full savage. And you're like, oh, okay, you better fall in and line. we're hungry. I thought they nailed the cannibalism thing, the obsession that we have with cannibalism, like the Jeffrey Dahmer story. I always talk about the fact that, like, I suspect he wasn't even really like a cannibal in the sense that, like, he was made out to be. But, like, I think people think of him as like somebody who killed and ate people. And it was more like he was somebody who killed and stored people's dead bodies all over the place and might have, like, eaten somebody at some point but it was like right as uh or eaten a part of somebody at some point but it was right as fucking silence of the lambs came out and there was like a an obsession with cannibalism and right. they created a cannibal in like in the media because like america just fucking loves a cannibal so the idea that they would come back from that and the survivors would just be haunted by only like cannibalism shit. Right. Makes they're a like lot folks. Of sense to me. If you knew about the the god of dirt and sky, right? Um, yeah. Is yeah, that I in the show? Yeah, I man, gotta cannibals. watch the show. Can I watch the show and then can we do another recap? Yeah. With premiere. Hell yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, exactly. Because right now it's like, does she call the reporter or not? And is the reporter really a reporter? Is that somebody from the government trying uh, to be like, what's up? Oh, um, look, you questions can check will that be out. Answered. Those questions will be answered. Okay, well, y'all can tell me or I could Google. Like, no, so <laughs> I don't oh, like you want to, the answer. Yeah, oh. we'll take the answer because here's the deal. Whenever I read a I book, I got to read the last page first. I get too anxious. Okay. okay. Yeah, that <laughs> yeah. person is a fixer who's That's working okay. for Thaisa. Yeah. So she is. Okay. Yeah. Or are they? Was. Was. Well, she, oh, she died. They killed her. I don't know. Miss May have smoked a weird cigarette. Builder. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Can I give my full theories on everything? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Please. Here is what I believe went down. So I believe they were rescued at some point. They finally found them. Mm -hmm. They all get out. But because of Lottie's, you know, mediumness and able to, like, tell the future and, like, predict things, a lot of these girls have... Un, you know, just been deeply indoctrinated into Lottie's ways. And I think it's very hard for them when they come back to just go back into normal life, which thus leads to like Elron Lottie. And she becomes, I don't know, like a potential safe spot for them. So a lot of them join the cult of Lottie, which we kind of learned at the end of episode 10 that Lottie Matthews basically is running something because she potentially had What's his name? Travis killed and took yeah. all his money. And then they kidnapped Juliette Lewis at the end, who's about to basically blow her brains out because she's so, you know, fucked up from everything that's gone down. Yeah, I agree with that. And I believe that Misty's probably still in the cult, but probably not as active, like doing her own thing, because she seems like she really has found her way into being um, her own maniac sort of situation where she just like can do whatever because she's also a nurse and has access to like ketamine and drugs you know just like ability to like clean up situations like misty's almost become like this fixer for the cult in a way yeah i believe Mel melanie linsky's too traumatized over the death of jackie to really be involved in that because the death of jackie was so easily avoidable like it truly mm. was over like a petty fight yeah that, how did jackie uh, die she froze to death Exposure. sleeping outside oh they so we out. know that that person they got into in the a beginning fight. is not her yeah, so that's not Jackie, and I believe we know it's not Lottie either. Thus, leading yeah, it's definitely not the other Lottie. brunette. Right. And so now with Taisa, I believe that 
you know, she's having this sleepwalking issue that is being kind of coming back because of the stress of them being like blackmailed for their like information. And I believe that stress is coming out in her sleepwalking and thus leading to her sacrificing her son's dog. I believe unconsciously, I don't believe in her right mind she would do that to her son, who she loves. So it lead to her, led to her sacrificing a dog, thus winning her Senate election. She was running for Senate, which, by the it's way, incredible to be like, she survived a plane crash. Now she's our senator, which I don't know how that would go on State in real life. Senator. Maybe it would be chill. I mean, uh, we got Trump for president, so you can't see that. No, but <laughs> I can see that. I can see that. Color. Like, I can't imagine we would let a woman of color do anything in this country. But. Or with a background like that. But also, I believe in that moment at the end when she smiles after realizing that she has won, I think she it is all kind of coming together for her that this dark side just helped her win her election because she sacrificed an animal yeah. in like this kind of, you know, ritualistic way and potentially helped her win. So I think she is starting to realize. I don't believe she did it consciously, but I think she's being like, oh, shit, I think it actually she, work for yeah. me. But then she has, I believe in season two, we'll see if she'll like reconcile. My theory is that she is not, she is aware of the shit that's going on. Interesting. She, I she's, can't imagine I, because yeah. of her son, like she loves her son. But that's, right. I, I think more than But you're than thinking that, about right? that it, rationally. You're not thinking about it in her mind. Like someone a, who <laughs> sacrificed yeah. a dog to win season. Yeah. <laughs> but there is this thing too that like they sort of, they look back in her life and there, she has had moments where she was intersecting with the supernatural as a child. Or like her grandmother was. So I think they're, they are seeding something for her to potentially also have some deeper connection that like, you know, rivals maybe Lottie or just an understanding on some level. But yeah, I don't know. But it's her all character storyline is she rejects it for the majority of her the t- early days on that thing. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if she's just continuing to try and reject it. And this is the moment she's like, well, fuck, this could actually work. Yeah, for which me. will make a very entertaining second season for sure. Mm-hmm. And yes, no one knows where the fuck Javi is. Javi's Which one is Javi? He's like the little brother. Okay. Okay. I don't know. Well, one of them's got him as like a bargaining tool. You don't think that? No, he disappeared when they were. They all Okay. Well, you see that I'm really far behind. How many episodes are there? Friendly at this point to like. So it it would be weird if one of them like was holding them hostage. Although Misty would be the one candidate for that, but. Yeah, yeah. I think that's everybody's wondering if Javi's still alive because the last episode we saw, he didn't make it back to the cabin. They couldn't find him. And then Jackie spent the night outside the cabin and froze to death. So, like, it's it was not a night you survive without any help out in, right. the, out in the woods. I will say I don't think he's dead because Jackie, when no, she's not. dying, I said that in quotes because I don't really know. She has like almost a vision where they bring her back into the cabin and everyone tells her how much they love her. And she literally sees a rando dude in the cabin who's like, we're so happy we're here. And I believe that's the guy whose corpse they found originally in the cabin. Wait, is this this woman the medium? No, no. This is is a death vision. Who dies. Oh, this is the death vision. Okay. Like they say, like you hallucinate in death, like you start to like see things. Like I think in that moment, she's her final like vision is everyone telling her that they love her because she's a nurse. But like she... We don't see Javi in that cabin. Right. Moment. To me, I'm like, that's very telling. Like, where's Javi? Unless we did see him and I didn't see him. So please maybe correct he me died if I'm wrong. Later. But I don't. Javi might also be pulling some strings. Javi and Misty, because didn't he like carve a wolf and then the wolf like attacked Thaisa's girlfriend? 
Oh, Van? Van, yeah. I don't know. I feel like Javi might... There there might be more to Javi than we are seeing. You'd hope so, or it's the worst writing ever. They're like, oh, shit, he vanished after taking shrooms. Fuck. (laughs) Forgot to tie that part up. Never tie that one together. Yeah. You ever write about Javi again? Yeah. (laughs) All right, so we will uh, revisit Yellow Jackets the next time Ever is on and get your thoughts on that, Ever. And then I... Uh, Anna, I'm going to pitch a segment to you that we could do on TDZ in the future. That's just a special on a streaming corner where we throw various examples at you and you tell us if it's prestige casting or not. Prestige or not prestige. Yes, but I will tell you, there's no rhyme or reason. Right. right. And this no, is an exclusive segment to the Daily Zeitgeist brought to you by rice a <laughs> Prestige <Branded>. casting, rice a <laughs> Zatarans. <laughs> Brought to you like, by Boss Water. Zatarans? Remember Zatarans? Yeah. Zatarans! <laughs> That's what your mom says when she comes. There it is! All right. <laughs> sorry. Brought it right I'm back. sorry. There's That's a button. disgusting. There's our button on the show. I do not, ex- I do not accept that, and I will kill you. You don't have to accept that. <laughs> I watched Yellow Jackets, and now I will eat you. So nice try. Ever. Now I know all the spoilers, and I know how to avert your moves. Also, um, <laughs> speaking of nepotism with your casting, um, how might one get in to, to a series that prestigious casting? <laughs> how do I how do I get cast? One of your uh, I don't yeah. cast anyone. I just tell you, if, <laughs> okay, when, okay. when you do but, get cast, if right. it was a prestige move. <laughs> no, I know that, but any angle would help me at this point. If you can help, yes. <laughs> any, any, I hate anything. Everybody's got a lot to offer. Any, mm. anything on paper. Tell me about the story about the the goat person who lived behind your school. Everybody's going to, yeah. I can play the Billy Goat. I can play. Yeah. I can play the Billy. <laughs> yeah, I'll play a Billy Goat. Fuck it. I don't yeah, care. Yeah, I don't care. I, I got nothing to lose. I live right, alone. Well, Ever such a pleasure having you as always. Uh, where can people find you and follow you? You can find me on all the socials at Ever Maynard, E V E R M A I N A R D. And if you come at me with what other kind of hose is there, um, I'm your new stepdad. <laughs> I don't know what that means. You'll figure it out. Yeah. And so I'll do some pec exercises. Yeah, I'll do some pec exercises. I'm gonna. I'm gonna just. That's my whole new Instagram personality. Is is pec workout person. It's like, hey, guys, five tips for a bigger chest. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can find me on social media at evermainer.com. There you go. Guys, I'm so sorry. I feel like I've tanked this whole episode. No, <laughs> no been, way. <laughs> it's Great. been a whirlwind. <laughs> uh, is there a tweet or some of the work of social media you've been enjoying? Yes. Um, Brian Bahi is a New York comic, and he has been tweeting as Che Diaz from the new and just like that Sex in the City reboot and it's hysterical and I don't have y'all been watching and just like that mm-hmm. oh yeah 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 I've watched the like non-binary podcaster right <laughs> so I can't there's not one tweet that stands out because they're tweeting as Che Diaz but also as saying the most ridiculous shit and then I hate this character so much that I love these tweets because it's, I mean, that's prestige tweets, I would say. So go look <laughs> up Brian Bahi right now. Go on this Che Diaz journey with us and then watch the next and just like that. And I will say Brian Bahi will actually be on TVC this week. Nobody oh, my God. He's incredible. Yeah, that's awesome. 
Damn, that's prestige casting. That's right prestige there. casting, casting both. Courtesy casting. of oh, super yeah. producer Anna. Yeah. yeah, that's prestige. In a way, ever you have been prestige casted. <laughs> yes. Anyone who's casted on this show is automatically prestige, yeah, prestige casting, casting because I cast them and I'm allowed to do that. <laughs> super producer Anna Hosnier, where can people find you and what is the tweet you've been enjoying? I'm at prestige casting. Just joking. I'm at Anna Hosnier <laughs> on Twitter. Is that you thing? might want to grab that. No. <laughs> I don't you should. On my personality, like some people, Jack. Excuse you. <laughs> I'm already taken. Jack like that. Oh yeah, Jack I'm got sorry. it in 2012. His mom got it in 2012. Yeah, <laughs> I just want to shout out a treat by at Drake Gatsby, John Drake. Every day, a new celebrity you thought was cool tweets positively about NFTs, but you can help make fun of them. <laughs> there it is. Yeah, I love that one. Um, Miles, where can people find you? What's the tweet you've been enjoying? Oh, man, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Miles of Gray. Also, if you like uh, 90 Day Fiance or Married at First Sight, come check out the reality podcast, 420 Day Fiance with Sophie Alexandra, where we talk about all them shows. The tweet I like is from at Dix Payton, tweeted, if you like Euphoria, you will love therapy. <laughs> and the second one I like is from uh, at Kath Barbadoro tweeted. Um, remember when the Game of Thrones guys had all these contracts to make other stuff? And then they gave one single interview where they were like, LOL, we had no clue what we were doing, but uh, our dads are hella rich. And then they lost all the contracts. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> Not that one. They are still supposedly making the sci-fi trilogy of novels that I really like called The Three Body Problem, but it's like, why would you give them From that? the people who said, we bullshitted our way through this, yeah. And then tried to make a fucking movie about what if America was racist? <laughs> like a, as an alternate history. Uh, what if the Confederacy won the Civil War? Kind of did. Codeine Fridge tweeted, I consider the second page of Google results the dark web. <laughs> <laughs> That's facts. Not lying. You can find me on Twitter at Jack underscore O'Brien. You can find us on Twitter at Daily Zeitgeist. We're at The Daily Zeitgeist on Instagram. We have a Facebook fan page and a website, dailyzeitgeist.com, where we post our episodes and our footnotes, where we link off to the information that we talked about in today's episode, as well as a song that we think you might enjoy. Uh, Miles, what song do we think people might enjoy? I was just listening to some Brain Feeder uh, over the weekend, one of, one of the great labels, uh, if you like beats and stuff like that. Uh, and I just was listening again to Teeb's uh, first album, I believe his first album, Ardor. And this is a Teeb's track called Autumn Antique. And it's just got, it's just a great, really kind of uh, stripped down beat, but I don't know. I love the percussion. I love the drum samples. Uh, and you will like it too. It will get your get your creative juices flowing. So this is Autumn Antique by Teebs. All right. Well, the Daily Zeitgeist is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. That's going to do it for us this morning. But we're back this afternoon to tell you what's trending, and we'll talk to you all then. Bye. Bye. Bye, y'all. 